0: Hey, baby.
1: Hey, hey, hey.
0: We are working on some brand new episodes.
1: Yes, that is true. This Absolutely. is not one of them, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not one of them. Although, what this is, is a rebroadcast of one of our favorite sex money real estate episodes thus far. So, yeah. So that, Go ahead.
0: Oh, I say, and it was very well, well received from mm-hmm. my understanding. Yeah, And uh, this one's all about bankruptcy mm-hmm. and why we actually chose bankruptcy.
1: Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. What? Are that the, doesn't make any sense. We it? chose bankruptcy? Yeah. yeah. Oh.
0: I thought about moving to like Canada or Mexico <laughs> or, you know, I don't know, no. Yemen, but, uh, yeah. You know that didn't work out and, and and we didn't want it to. We wanted the bankruptcy thing. We, mm. we chose that. Yeah,
1: so listen to the rebroadcast of this and uh, hear all of those tantalizing little details. We got a, again, we got a lot of great feedback on this one from past clients, current clients, and even folks that aren't clients. So it definitely is an impactful episode. and frankly, you know, a conversation that a lot of people are dealing with, especially in, in today's day and age. And, and, uh, so we wanted to be mindful about that and, and rebroadcast this one. So for the next couple of weeks, we are doing, uh, again, some of our favorite episodes. We've got a lot of really cool stuff that we're working on. And of course, brand new episodes that we're recording. So mm. enjoy this one.
0: Yes. Peace mm-hmm. goes out and love to all.
1: Awesome. See you later. Hey, baby. Hey, baby.
0: (laughs) What's happened? Hot stuff.
1: (laughs) Uh, What a day, huh? What a beautiful day.
0: Tell me what's beautiful about it.
1: Well, so today, uh, my magic for today, we had uh, two closings. And so the... Yes,
0: absolutely. That's a way to start the year. Amazing.
1: (laughs) The amazing thing about the closings are that one of the closings was um, our accountant. And so out of the, you know, five to 600 real estate agents that he services, because he specializes in real estate agents, um... He asked, he called me and asked us to represent him in the sale of his house. So that closed today. Amazing. Yes, absolutely. Very humbled and and grateful for that experience. So that was, that was a super easy transaction. And then, uh, the other one that closed today was, um, somebody that we've done a few transactions with in fact. So she bought her first house with you years ago five six years ago About five
0: years ago yeah yep.
1: and then just bought her next house because she just got married and then sold this house you know the house that you so purchased.
0: three transactions with her
1: well just with her right
0: and never mind the referral business because yeah. there's been at least two mm-hmm. and oh, because three 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 or four other three or four other transactions just because of uh, our relationship with her and
1: Mm -hmm, The connection. So that was, that was really beautiful. So I appreciated that. And um, thank you, Sarah. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. And um, yeah, so beautiful day for, uh, for closings. How about you? Why did you have such an extraordinary day today?
0: Uh, You know, Monday is, uh, we call Mondays meeting Mondays. And Mm -hmm. I love meeting Mondays because, uh, you know, we made a decision years ago to uh, instead of having a meeting here and a meeting there over the course of the week, to uh, have all of our meetings in one day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's the day where we go over our finances, the state of the union with the with the with the company mm-hmm. uh, you and I own on Mondays, which mm-hmm. is always beautiful, and uh, you can reference that in another <laughs> podcast, yes. Oming,
1: orgasmic meditation,
0: yes, and uh, and then uh, because it's meeting Monday, we uh, uh, well we both have. The bulk of our coaching clients on Mondays as well. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I have a new coaching client. Yep. And (laughs) his his name is Steve, referred to me by another coaching client. And I just, you know, kudos to this guy for, uh, you know, he he was unengaged with his uh, with his real estate business. And really, he did a couple of rentals last year. And that's it. And then uh, got on with me and, and he's, I mean, he's just wide open and ready to receive the guidance in all areas of life, you know, from workouts to running to uh, to his work life. You know, he's he's active, he's engaged, he's uh, open to receiving all the feedback. And lo and behold, we've been coaching for just a couple of weeks and he's already got one under contract. Nice. So, oh, so you're saying Oh no, he's not coachable? under contract. He wrote the offer. Oh, hey, but still. He, he'll be under contract, you know, today or tomorrow.
1: Yeah. So you're saying being open and surrendered to the feedback works? Is that what you're saying? It's amazing. I say? know. Hard to believe. I know.
0: <laughs> I know. Yep. Totally. Awesome. Yay. Yep. So hashtag
1: he, coachable.
0: Coachable for sure. So love Thank that you. guy. Thank you, Steve. Mm-hmm. Woop woop. Awesome. So uh, you know, what are we talking about today, Nance?
1: Uh, well, this could be a squishy subject. This is definitely one of those ones where, uh, where we definitely went through it, for sure, a couple of, for a couple of years. And
0: this one. Squishy. So 2008, <laughs> 2009, 2010, yes. we, uh, we, we learned a lesson in that period, huh? Oh,
1: for sure. Absolutely. Definitely.
0: So we're all talking about... Um, the big B. The big B bankruptcy yes ah bankruptcy, bankruptcy yes do we,
1: do we choose bankruptcy or do we choose to short sale or do we choose gosh to foreclose on the property
0: Ooh. do we choose a chapter of seven do we ch- choose a chapter 11 or
1: yeah. chapter 13 or right. chapter
0: 13 is yeah. it 13
1: no well there, there is 13. a chapter 13 what yes. do we choose we did 11
0: oh, okay Okay, cool. All right, so yeah, it's been a minute, mm-hmm. but I, you know, but the emotions, you know, when we were th- you know, when we had decided to start talking about this, the emotions are, I'm more present to the uh, the emotions and some of the some of the things that we went through and the healing we went through uh, more than, you know, the title of the, uh, the bankruptcy. So, um, mm-hmm. it was interesting though, you know, I mean, we're, we're, I mean, we're definitely not younger, but we were younger and we're definitely immature around our finances. And it's all around a time when, uh, the kids are being born, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah. So Rex was born in 2006 and then Luke was born in 2007. So they're 17 and a half months apart. We did it intentionally. And, uh, you know so we're talking about 2008, 2009 and 2010 those particular those particular years so let's set it up bills and real estate 100% um, I am not uh, working per se I was um, we decided we had a we had a nest egg and I was uh, I left work and once we found out that we were pregnant in 2006 with Rex we, um, we made the decision for me to stay home. You know, um, I interviewed for a couple of director of operations positions for different restaurant groups and stuff like that. And I could have easily went back to work yet. Uh, we knew that for the, for the health of me and the health of uh, the baby, we wanted to, I wanted to experience what that was like. And we looked at our finances and, and thought we could um, we were in a great position to do that. So the market was booming. If y'all remember 2005 2006 and 2007 So Rexy was born in 2006 and then you know, we uh, nine months later. We got pregnant with Luke And then uh, and then he was born at the end of 2007 2008 You had a gr- another great year. I mean that was really like your best yeah, year
0: I mean, that was the crash in the market 2008 mm-hmm. and I had enough in the pipeline where we actually had, you know, I, I don't know. If I, it was probably pretty close it to being a, a record in that, year in, in, that the, in, in that moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then 2009. Oh Jesus. And then it was like crickets. It
1: was like you slammed on the brakes of the school bus and you went through the windshield.
0: Right. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> Can
1: anybody relate to 2009? <laughs> Can I get it? Or woo? even
0: part of 2008. Yeah. yeah absolutely.
1: 2008 for sure. I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. It hit certain places. Um, you know certainly before it hit us i mean we were we were in atlanta um and and, uh, and,
0: and discovering our immaturity around our finances mm-hmm. in in that in that moment in 2009
1: yeah we were not running our personal life um business life or anything like a business we were very emotional based i mean it was all about i want i want i want because you know the faucet was on and here we're thinking we're living high on the hog and we got these Amazing kids, and and, I don't know. And
0: and we have a nest egg per se, but we but we haven't looked at our. You know, we haven't really looked. We haven't really looked at our debt. I mean, we weren't really budgeting. No, we weren't
1: budgeting. We had we had no budget. I mean, I knew what we were bringing in, and we were paying our bills. Yeah. yeah. But really, like truth be told, we had one hundred twenty five thousand dollars in credit card debt.
0: Yep. Student loans. Yeah.
1: Student loans. Both of us. We still had student loans. We owned. No, we didn't own any cars. We had, we had, we owned car payments is what we owned.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. We had, I yeah. Know, we thought we were, we were living high on the hog with our cars too, <laughs> you know, our had, our higher end cars. cars and and thought, you know, we were super cool for sure. Golly,
1: that was probably close to 800 bucks, 900 bucks in car payments, mm-hmm. plus insurance.
0: Which even back then, that was probably, well that was probably expensive back then too.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, oh gosh, yeah. Living beyond our means, for sure. No savings.
0: So what happened? No plan. No plan.
1: No budget and spending everything.
0: Yeah, so I think in 2009 I think we sold I don't know, 3 or 4 houses.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I have total? to go back to look at the
0: but Not many. Not many. Not not, you know, the 2 or 3 a month that I never really we, wanted to we go back and look at that cu- now. I, to, yeah, now or, I'm or even one a month.
1: Now I'm curious what that was. And uh, I mean, we sold some, but it was it certainly wasn't yeah. Oh, and
0: and right. so, you know, we sold only a few houses that year and, you know, we were, we we're months into it. And, uh, at least I personally, I'm, I'm living in denial. Oh, it'll come around. Our people will come around. The economy will come around or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, and our credit cards are going up and, and our savings account is going down Yeah, and it's getting, it's getting a little scary.
1: Mm-hmm. It was very, very reaction based. We totally went into reaction mo- mode mode.
0: To the point where we're running out of money and we're totally like scarcity, you know, and we're, we're cutting this and we're cutting that. And we sold both cars. We traded in both cars.
1: Yeah. And we bought this little POS, which we love and it would served us well. We're very grateful for the Mazda 626. Yes. (laughs) But we bought it with cash, right? We, we paid off both of those loans and then the, the proceeds, what little proceeds we had, we bought the Mazda.
0: Yes, that's exactly right.
1: Yeah. So we got rid of that, and then we, um, we, you know, I mean, if anybody has gone through this, you you know what the deal is. You you start looking at all the coupon websites, and you you uh, we cut cable. We uh, I called every single credit card company there was that we had, and started negotiating payments and percentages Try, and, and
0: trying to flip cards from one to the next yes, so we wouldn't have a payment transfer. or all yeah. that kind of balance transfer stuff yeah right. and then you know and then there was that day nance
1: yes we were uh
0: we were upstairs with the kids right
1: oh my gosh that's so crazy it's going to make me cry the um we were in yeah we were in the boys bedroom and we were playing or i mean and they're little they were they were they were little. They were like a year and six months or whatever. Yeah. And we were playing with them, and and I happen to look out the window and I see a Georgia Power truck, and uh, it's about four o'clock in the afternoon, and um, and then all of a sudden, like I see him get out of the truck, and then he he like walked up the lawn, and next thing you know,
0: ka-chonk. nothing, blackout. Here goes our electricity. And it's not like it's, I, I feel like.
1: It was a couple of days,
0: and it was cooler weather. It was not like—I mean, there's no convenient time to have your electricity turned off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just remember feeling like, well, I mean, it was either way. No matter when going to happen, I was going to feel helpless. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it anyway, it was
1: definitely the one of the worst. That was that was that peg day. You know, a a, a mentor of mine used to call. Days that you remember in perpetuity, peg days. <laughs> so that was definitely a peg day. That's actually one of those days that I reference back when I don't feel like prospecting. Yeah, I remember that day. Or if I don't feel like calling that coaching client, yeah, I remember that day. Or if I don't you know, I don't feel like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, do it anyway. <laughs> that
1: uh, that comes around real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we took care of that.
0: Yeah, we, we leveraged <laughs> we another <laughs> we credit leveraged card, I think. Else. And and um Mm-hmm. Yeah, and got our electricity turned on and uh, still deeply in denial and still went and got a job.
1: Well, yeah, I remember that conversation where we were sitting back in the back of the house in the red chairs and uh, we had the conversation about who goes who goes to get a job. Mm-hmm. So was it me or was it... So we both were in the restaurant industry prior to getting into real estate and... Um, uh, well, I wasn't even in real estate yet.
0: No, you were no, not this in is real estate. No, because still 2009. Yeah, no, you yeah. weren't in real estate right. yet. No, so it was,
1: do I go back and get a job or does or does Bill go and get a job? And we figured that it was the most amount of money, the quickest for Bill to go get a bartending job because let me tell you, Bill in the heyday was like the bartender. <laughs> you saying I'm not in my heyday anymore?
0: Well, maybe? not in bartending. Oh, heard, okay. <laughs> Gosh.
1: <laughs> so yeah
0: yeah so how you feel and, about that? yeah well no i felt distraught honestly i felt how did i feel i felt um i mean my ego was bruised more than bruised my i was i was <laughs> what's the word downtrodden mm. i was not i was not having it you know and i went back to a restaurant group that i had worked with for over 10 years and uh they would they wouldn't hire me actually mm-hmm. i and so I know I, uh, because I had been in the business for so long and knew a lot of people, I, I, I shopped it around a little bit and, you know, landed in a, in a great place as far as bartending goes. Yeah. He but was it was still. He was our client. Yeah. He was our client too, yeah, by the way. He's still <laughs> we, our client. He's still our client. Yeah. We've, he's uh, bought and sold houses with us. And uh, he hired me on. I walked in there one day and uh, Lee was like, you need a job. You've got a job you know and put me right into the, the, the position there was no you know working my way up or whatever he just he knew he knew what i needed and 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 blessed our family but at the end of the day it was still too little too late you know we, we didn't have any money and it was shift to shift to you know make you know a 100 bucks or 200 bucks we were making and it wasn't enough mm-hmm. and so we had to have that conversation
1: mm mm-hmm. yep so i'm a home raising the kids and um you know, I would periodically go to work for my stepfather, who's a general contractor. So whether it was landscaping projects that I did or painting or, you know, the caulking or cleaning or any of that kind of stuff, that's what I was doing. I was doing like freelance work for him. I was also doing like some freelance restaurant stuff where I was writing operations manuals or safety strategies or any of that kind of stuff. And, um, it was, uh, it was definitely very humbling, very humbling. And so at this point, we decided to go see an attorney and talk about our options.
0: That did not make me feel good No, it was either. scary.
1: I mean, you know, bankruptcy, you know bankruptcy. And well, first of all, let me just share with you that my father is a real estate attorney <laughs> who, uh, uh, you know, well, he was general law, right? So he practices in uh, real estate, bankruptcy wills probate and divorce <laughs> so to have that conversation about uh you know our state of affairs the authenticity around that and the the self-judgment and conversation oh my gosh right I mean was, you could just
0: it was yeah and you it know was talk in it,
1: it was what sure
0: it made me feel like a big Loser. Mm. Mm. Like I wasn't in control of my life. I wasn't taking care of my family. I wasn't taking care of me. I felt like I had a big L on my forehead walking mm-hmm. around. And I felt like, you know, I was special and unique. And I'm the only one that's ever gone through that too. Mm. You know, so it was... uh Uh, I definitely didn't feel like a provider and, uh, you know, and I felt like it was beneath me to go back into the restaurant business and, you know, all, I mean, all, any judgment you could possibly have around it. I'm sure that uh, I was going through it. I know I was, I know I was, and I was putting on weight and, you know, at this point we're like, and we're not even eating like, you know, crazy food. I mean, we're, we're on chicken and rice and Mm. I'm I'm still carrying around the weight, the burden of, uh, of my decisions and my choices. Kind of. Because I'm in denial about it.
1: Yeah. Well, the attachment was definitely the, weighing, the attachment you know, of it. Sure. Yeah,
0: for sure. So, yeah. So, sitting in front of an attorney was, uh, was an interesting experience for sure, you mm. know. And, uh, I mean, uh, you know, and uh, I don't know. She was, uh, I'm not going to say that she was compassionate, but she wasn't, you know, it was just, you know, that was her job. And that's mm-hmm. what she did. And, yeah. she, and she did guide, guide us through it and yeah. did, a, did a great job of it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, when she said that there was relief in sight and um, that day when the uh, the bankruptcy was actually filed was, uh, there was definitely some relief there mm-hmm. for sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, but still we chose to go through this. I mean, and why, why do you think you chose to go through this, Nas? You know, to have this this experience.
1: (laughs) Well, let me just start off by saying there was zero part of that responsible or being responsible for this conversation. I had, I mean, no, there was no conversation around choosing to go through this. It was all like, blaming this and blaming that and blaming the economy and, and blaming the bank.
0: Yeah. Who were you blaming? Yeah. Be specific.
1: Yeah. Blaming. I just said, blaming the bank, blaming the economy for what was going on or, uh, you know, uh, blaming me because I was out of work or blaming you because you weren't working hard enough. I mean, you know, you name it. It was, it was definitely a, uh, it was, it was a tough time. I mean, and it was fascinating. Um, I remember that there was a moment, well, we used to keep all the blinds closed. So, because at this point, we weren't paying the mortgage anymore. This is before we filed. Right. We weren't paying the mortgage. And you would be at the office because you did real estate during the day. Mm -hmm. And then you did the restaurant at night, whether it was managing or bartending or whatever. And um, so, you know, you're working 15, 16 hour days. And I remember I used to keep, the blinds closed so that in the event somebody came knocking on the door they wouldn't be able to see inside Mm. because i was there with the kids or you know like i had a list of free places that i could take the boys to play you know it'd be like parks and playgrounds and that was about it like where could we go feed the ducks at Piedmont park (laughs) or something buy stale bread or i mean it was just it was just really interesting so um it took a lot of work to get to that point where I fully accepted that we created that situation. And um, I mean, that was years later. That was a lot of work. Oh, I know that we're going to talk about what it is that we, uh, you know, the steps that we took to, to move through that and get to the other side and, you know, that kind of stuff. But that, that took years.
0: Yeah. And so I, so what I was really, you know, leading to was that we, I mean, I, well, for me, I'll speak for me. Uh, I know that there was choice in that experience, uh, even though it wasn't necessarily a conscious choice, mm-hmm. uh, in that experience so mm-hmm. that I could evolve my maturity around, uh, my finances and our finances and my relationship to money and the energy that's associated with it, you know, cause you can get in that scarcity mode and you just want to hang on you know, to everything you want to cut stuff and hang on to stuff. And, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, there was, uh, it was, I just kept digging, digging a hole and it was a hole that even if we were, you know, you know, let's say things that were a little bit different somehow, and we were still like, you know, quote unquote, making money and and being in our groove, we still, or the economy hadn't changed we still would have been there because we never had the lesson. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. We never I never would have had enough maturity to see that I needed to evolve unless we had that experience first.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I agree with that. Absolutely. And that that's my response too is I believe that we create that experience to crack the code of whatever it like was that. that we um you know habits that we grew up on or things that we saw our parents do or any of those types of things i mean you know you're a sponge in those early years or bad habits that you get not bad but disempowering habits that you have around credit cards in college or gosh i mean all that stuff so we're just we're just passing the torch along to those young brilliant ones that we had they're sitting at our feet and um i knew i was very aware that you and i wanted to have uh, a different experience, and to create a different experience. And it needed to be a monumental shift in what was going on in order for us to create the change in the behavior. Mm-hmm. So we got out of the restaurant business, right? I mean, it's if it's environment,
0: yep. and you know. and we had given ourselves the uh, you know the one option of paying cash for everything mm-hmm. for years to come, yeah actually, yeah, I mean, we did you know, with the bankruptcy. Uh, and and choosing the eleven, uh, yes. we were able to keep the house. Yes, we and, chose
1: to keep the house. Yeah,
0: and and the car, by the way. Well, we that we, would have been yeah. rolled in, but yeah, we owned anyway, the car. Um, yeah, keep the house, and uh, you know, but it, the, you know, the consequence was that we didn't have any uh, credit cards uh, or or any credit of any kind for for years to come. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So
0: you know, we we learned what it was to you know to you know, and we'll get to this, but live, live out of the envelopes. Mm-hmm. So yep. that so was- we
1: yeah. So cash. Yeah. So we filed in t- 2009 mm. chapter 11, it was discharged in 2013. And then our first credit card, we actually didn't open our first credit card until 2018. And that, the whole purpose of that was to build business credit because of the launch of, we knew that we, uh, you know, we were planning to launch the other businesses just to establish some business credit. And we still
0: haven't actually used, we have the business credit, but we haven't actually used the business credit. So Mm -hmm. essentially we're still still a cash business.
1: Yes, we Uh, are, much uh, to our uh, accountant's chagrin.
0: Yes, (laughs) (laughs) that's true, that's true.
1: Our new accountant, because our obviously our other accountant. Yeah,
0: sold his closed. house and moved. Yeah. That's fine. All right, so. So there were some art forms yeah. that we used uh, as we were maturing through these things. Art forms. Define art forms for us, Nas.
1: Ooh. All right. So an art form is an acronym. So action, what were the actions, relationships, or thoughts that we utilized to move through having a different experience or basically, how do you move from ineffective to effective or effective to effortless? All right, and so these are some of the things that we go over in our individual accountability groups as well. So art forms, uh, so again, we're in 2010. So we've, we've, we filed in September of 2009 and now we're in 2010. So really it was all about abundance, like changing that mindset, changing that behavior what did we do? So it was financial uh affirmations. It lots was of lots of meditations, lots of journaling so
0: much journaling
1: about you know different um concepts i mean we were we did um, many um, uh, personal development programs I mean that was one of our side hustles in that at that point actually was to sell a personal development product and um So we were students of our own product. Um, I went to T Harv Eckerd's Millionaire Mindset here, which is a three-day intensive, which is all around moving from scarcity mindset to abundance mindset.
0: And and thank God you were gifted that, that, (coughs) because I believe you were gifted that, uh, I don't think we could could afford to pay for something like that, but I think uh, your sister or somebody gifted you that. uh, Yeah. That three-day deal.
1: And then that's when I learned about tax liens
0: right yeah
1: and then you know so then that started the conversation around real estate and ultimately i decided to get into real estate and uh you know again we had the conversation it's like okay well what do we do because i knew that i you know i love gardening (laughs) so it was landscape architect or go into real estate and so i really jived with these um tax liens, and then going through the bankruptcy, I learned a ton of information about short sales and how to negotiate short sales and do all of these things and really, you know, make sure that the consumer was well taken care of. And uh, so we decided for me to get yeah. into real estate. So yep. I took my online course. It took me six months because I'm still- Nursing. You know, well, with <laughs> with the boys and you're in the restaurant and, and all that kind of stuff. And so- um, I officially got my license in October of 2010. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, we did Dave Ramsey's financial piece, yep. the Seven Baby Steps. Yep. So that's
0: Borrow- really, and we borrowed that from somebody.
1: Yeah, we borrowed the the program from somebody. Yeah, and we immediately instituted that because again, we're in a cash um, a cash position. Wow. So we took the jar idea so t Harv talks about you know an abundance money system dividing your money in certain percentages uh, based on you know your lifestyle and that kind of stuff and then he has jars so we utilized the jar system because they're clear and then we utilized dave ramsey's financial peace system and kind of combined the two mhm because we really like the idea of watching the money grow, so we decorated the jars and then we had the jars out on display for basically, you know, all to see and the universe to see that we were being very. Um, um mature and appropriate and worthy of our money and so we we literally want to watch it grow because what you focus on expands
0: and i'm bartending and this is you know in the day when you know you still came home with your tips every night Mm -hmm. cash and so it made it really easy for us to divide the money up and and to really watch it watch it grow and yeah, it was uh, it was it was an amazing exercise yeah. for sure. So we did
1: it every night. Every yep. night you came home, we we sat there after you finished, and we would sort it out into all those you know the seven piles, and then boop, put it in the seven jars. I mean, it was a tithing jar or a give jar, a play jar. I mean, it was just it was extraordinary. I still have those jars. I moved them like when we moved, I moved them because oh, cool. they were so integral to, um, to our story. Nice. Yep. To the point where we actually. The kids have jars.
0: That's right. They have, uh, and (laughs) they they decorated their own jars. Uh They have the give, spend, and uh, save jars. And uh, the boys are, they don't earn, we've talked about this in another podcast, I believe, but they don't don't necessarily just get an allowance. They earn a commission as well. Mm -hmm. And they have checklists and the things that they do during the week that have been assigned to them uh if they check it off and they've done it then they get paid for that job if they didn't do it they don't get paid so uh and then at the end of the day they split everything up into the into the give spend and um save save jar right, right. and uh and they get to watch it grow and mm-hmm. it's a habit that uh you know that's been going on for probably i mean they've been doing it since they were six so or seven.
1: Oh, at least oh it's sooner than that
0: yeah no yeah maybe around that and um, you know, it's just automatic now. We never when we uh, when we we always get a stack of ones uh-huh. to pay them their commission, and we don't have to say a word to them. They know the routine, they know what to do, yeah. and everything gets divided up into its percentage and gets put in the jars.
1: Yeah. And the beautiful thing about it is that they're saving twenty percent. Yep. They're spending twenty percent, only twenty percent, and they're giving ten percent. Correct. So it's just huge.
0: So, and, and we don't, we still use the JAR system, but it's not, uh, but it's in uh, savings accounts now. So right. we when we get to, it, the, to the accounts. Yeah, yep. we give to the accounts now. So, you know, when we close a deal, the check goes in and then it gets divided out into, you know, taxes and a play fund and a savings fund and, you know, ultimately. Necessities. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: so it's uh it's definitely a beautiful system and if you're not uh if you haven't looked into it or, or or have questions around using some kind of system like that again dave ramsey uh has a has a great system with that and so does t harv so mm-hmm. and ask us you know yeah, we'll, we'll let you know yeah. you know our experience shoot with us it as an well. email
1: and we're happy to go more into what the system looks like and the percentages and all that kind of stuff but everybody's different so you know, your household may be run, it was going to be run differently because you got different needs and yet we're happy to go into a little bit more. So, yep.
0: Awesome, so you know what this has really done is not only matured us up, Mm-hmm into you know breaking that glass ceiling or breaking the code as you put it which i really like mm-hmm. um but you know it, it's created you know breaking the code has turned us into more mm-hmm. of uh, the internal student to finances you know listen mm-hmm. l- listening to uh jen
1: oh uh, jen sincero's uh, yeah book, book was and reading,
0: and book reading and reading it was and fantastic the and then you've been reading the the money book mm-hmm. uh, oh my gosh from
1: tony robbins tony robbins yeah
0: and then the instagram guy that you've been uh Listening to it, did you turn me on to as well that does the finances?
1: Oh gosh, what's his name? He's in, um, oh my gosh, he is in Nashville. Um, mm,
0: Jeff Rose, yep, Jeff Rose, that's the dude.
1: Yeah, so he's on, um, He's definitely on Instagram, but he's also got some really fantastic videos, too. It's,
0: yeah, and you know what? You're right. It's, it's actually YouTube that is uh, that he's more prevalent on. I mean, he's got an Instagram account, mm-hmm. but he's got some great lessons Jeff Rose does uh, on, on YouTube, so check that out, too. Mm-hmm. And any of the books that we've been talking about, we're going to uh, link in the show notes as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So the uh, budget came out of it following the irregular budget. To where you know obviously we're commission based so the the income is r- irregular and it took a minute to get that up and running yet I mean now it's just it's really yeah you know, yeah and, and so the
0: irregular on. budget has uh you know that was one of the, the one of the things that catapulted us to you know creating more business so that mm-hmm. the you know irregular because you know when you I don't know how to well, you all get it because you're in the, you're in the business. But, you know, if, if one month you have three closings, and the next month you don't, you only have one. I mean, really, the goal is that you have two, two to three or four or however many deals you want to do every single month. Mm-hmm. So what does it take to create that kind of stability? Yeah, and it's absolutely so. possible. It's just, yeah. you know, it's just being consistent with, you know, your prospecting and what you do. Mm-hmm. So well, and, and
1: consistent that, with looking at your budget. Yes. You know, I mean, again, looking money in the eyes, what you focus on expands, I mean, all of those things. I mean, yep. this, you, there's management of the money for sure. So
0: so all kinds of great art forms for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you haven't done anything else, start with start with a budget. Yes. And uh, budget And don't just do it by yourself. Don't do the budget by yourself. Have somebody that can hold you accountable to it. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my gosh! You mean share the budget, your budget with somebody else?
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> share your money with somebody else, or your your information about your money and your relationship to it? Ah!
1: Crazy. Yes, that's that is definitely the <laughs> and you know <laughs> you if, shine a bright spotlight on that one.
0: Yeah, and if you can do that, holy crap, mm-hmm. things are going to change and things are going to shift because you can't mm-hmm. hide out anymore. Mm-hmm. You right. know,
1: right? Which is the purpose of accountability? Again, that's it's just being mature with uh, with your finances. Being mature with it, yes. Accountability, transparency. Yep, I love that.
0: Cool. All right. So uh, I am feeling complete, Nance, with yep. this uh, with this segment. Is there anything you would like to add before we close this one out?
1: No. Um, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you going through this with me. I mean, I know that every time that we talk about it, the um, the fully accepting our responsibility and the co-creation of the bankruptcy and moving through all of those different emotions really assisted us in, in upgrading and evolving our code and adding new code and, um, dispelling all of those shame feelings and, and the judgment around the mismanagement of things I mean it's just it's really beautiful so thank you for being in this healing space with me
0: yes and I'm going to go do some jumping jacks now just to <laughs> shake off a little bit of this because it was a crazy time and it's, and it's different now and I get it I'm still going to do some jumping jacks yeah. Yeah. So, cool. alright well I love you baby I love you too and it's a great life
1: it is a great life Bye Bye. for now. Wow, what a show. Thank you so much for listening. If you're inspired, we ask that you share the podcast with one person and subscribe and follow our show. I'm Nancy Jamison,
0: And I'm Bill Jamison.
1: And remember, it's a great life.
0: Woo!